Welcome to the Fastest Five Minutes, presented by Kroll and Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Yuan Zhou, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. And we start with an SBA update, and I'll turn it over to Yuan. On June 6th, the SBA issued a final rule that updates the relevant criteria for calculating a business concern's number of employees for purposes of eligibility when participating in small business programs. Now, the final rule adopts a 24-month average period for calculating a business concern's employee count, which is adjusted from the previous average period of 12 months. Now, a business concern size under an employee-based standard will be calculated by averaging the number of employees for each pay period in the preceding completed 24 calendar months. The SBA also counts part-time and temporary employees as full-time employees and also includes the employees of its domestic and foreign affiliates. Now, if a business concern has been operating for less than 24 months, it's required to average the number of employees for each pay period in which it has existed as a business. This should be interesting to a number of contractors since the SBA expects that as a result of this rule, the number of firms that will either extend or regain their small business size status will increase. Peter? Great. Thanks, Yuan. And we're going to stick with small business issues, but this next item really goes to the kind of the warning of what happens if companies uh, don't get it right. So here's the background. On June 2nd, the U.S. Attorney for the District of Connecticut announced that a company called NewMet entered into a civil settlement agreement to resolve False Claims Act allegations. NewMet, which manufactures and provides certain aerospace uh, and engine components, was accused of improperly obtaining set-aside contracts reserved for small businesses, and it paid a fine to resolve the allegations. In 2011, NewMet was acquired. The government argued that as a result of the acquisition, NewMet no longer qualified as a small business within the meaning of the SBA regulations. Despite this, NewMet allegedly falsely certified as a small business concern and was awarded 22 small business set-aside contracts. On November 4th, 2019, in accordance with the mandatory disclosure rule that applies to government contractors, NUMIT disclosed facts regarding its potential affiliation with these businesses that could make it ineligible for small business set-aside contracts. The government stated that the NUMIT entities receive credit in their settlement for disclosing the details and for cooperating with the government throughout the investigation. This is a really good reminder for contractors about the importance of affiliation rules, thinking about this during M&A, thinking about M&A diligence, and also the mandatory disclosure rule. Now back to Yuan to talk a little bit about some DOD guidance. Now we know a number of contractors have been experiencing the impact of inflation on their goods and services. On May 25th, the DOD released guidance to help contracting officers understand the impact of inflation and provide considerations for determining the proper use of economic price adjustments when entering into new contracts. The DOD acknowledged that the impact of inflation hits a wide range of goods and services that are required to fulfill the DOD's missions, as well as recognizes contractors' renewed interest in using EPA clauses. 
The guidance clarified that for the DOD, the treatment of cost increases here really depends on contract type. For cost reimbursement type contracts, for example, the government bears the risk of increased costs due to inflation, and contractors are expected to promptly notify the CO if costs incurred are approaching the specified limits under FAR 52-232-20, limitation of costs, or FAR 52-232-22, limitation of funds. Now, under fixed price incentive contracts, the contractor's actual allowable and allocable costs are recognized up to the contract ceiling. So if the actual cost differs from the target cost, the target profit will usually be adjusted by application of the contract share ratio to the costs over or under the target cost. Now, under fixed price contracts with an economic price adjustment, the EPA clause establishes a mechanism to mitigate cost increases and cost risks for both parties. So the government bears the cost risk up to a limit specified in the clause. Under firm fixed price contracts, however, contractors bear the risk of cost increases. So, unless the contract states otherwise, there's really no authority for providing contractual relief for unanticipated inflation under a firm fixed price contract. Now, although the DOD has received requests for equitable adjustments, which are typically sought after the contracting officer directs a change that authorizes an equitable adjustment, the memo directed CEOs not to agree to contractor REAs submitted in response to change economic conditions since inflation is not the result of a CEO's decision. Now, shifting gears to new contracts that are currently being negotiated in the midst of high inflation rates, the memo advised that EPA clauses may be appropriate. So COs are to consider contract length as a primary consideration, as well as DFAR's language in 216.203-4, which states that EPA clauses based on the established or actual cost of labor and material should only be used when delivery or performance is not going to be completed within six months after contract award. Now, on the civilian side, GSA also announced on June 8th that it's closely monitoring inflation rates and assessing the impact on the availability and price of products and services. It further noted that in order to assist in sustaining a healthy industrial base and avoid disruptions to multiple award schedule orders, GSA is working with suppliers to address inflation conditions by adding flexibilities through the EPA clause. Peter, back to you. Great. One more item for us today. On June 6th, the White House announced that it is authorizing use of the Defense Production Act to accelerate domestic production of clean energy technologies. It's also encouraging domestic solar manufacturing capacity through use of master supply agreements with enhanced domestic preferences. And it has also created a two-year trade regulation bridge as domestic manufacturing for solar products scales up. The five presidential determinations together assert that insulation, fuel cells, platinum group metals, electric heat pumps, transformers, electric power grid components, solar voltaic modules and components are industrial resources, materials, or critical technology items essential to the national defense. That's basically the predicate for invoking the DPA. The determinations then allow the Department of Energy to enter into arrangements under Section 303 of the DPA for purposes of developing domestic industry sufficient to meet U.S. requirements for these various products and to avoid 
product shortfalls that would impair national defense capabilities. The declaration also authorizes a 24-month tariff exemption for solar cells and modules exported from Cambodia, Malaysia, Thailand, and Vietnam, and that are not already subject to an anti-dumping or countervailing duty order as of June 6. So there's a lot of interesting developments in this clean energy space, and we expect more activity, um, but certainly something we're watching closely. And with that, we will close this out. This has been the Fastest Five Minutes brought to you by Kroll and Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions about these items, I can be reached at 202-624-2807, and Yuan can be reached at 202-624-2666. Thanks for joining. The Fastest 5 Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mori LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast. <laughs>